Hi, everyone. It's Mayor Siddiqui. Uh, no, I, what I usually say is Sumbul Siddiqui, Mayor of Cambridge. <laughs> and I'm Alana Mallon, Vice Mayor, and this is our podcast, Women Are Here. Hi. We're here. We're Happy, here. Friday. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. So what have you been doing to do some self-care? <laughs> Besides crying. <laughs> Sorry. Um, uh I have been spending a lot of time with my daughter, who's 13, who is a professional skincare taker, caretaker, and she has um, advised me that my skincare regimen is extremely lacking um, because <laughs> I only use um, Cetaphil from Target, and that's about it. So she has completely overhauled my skincare regimen. And um, I have to say it's working. It's nice having a 13 year old daughter who uh, is on point on her, on her facial regimen. Maybe she can help me out. <laughs> I think she should go into business. It's been, um, it's been really fun. Like she uses all these like cool tools and um, I'm learning so much that I feel like I should have learned 40 years ago, but here we are, here we are. I'm going to hit up Jasper for sure. Uh, well, that's good. That's good. Um, self-care is really important during this time. Something I've been, um, haven't shared too much information about, but of course, you know about it, um, is that I got a Peloton. So I'm one of those people. You're one of those people. I was, um, it was I saw a tweet recently, which was, um, remember last year, not last year, but the year before, before all of COVID hit and everything. And there was that like Peloton ad where the one, it was like the woman from Boston. And it was like, people just were like rabid about this. And like, who would, who would get a Peloton? Who are these people? Um, and now everyone's like, what did she know? And when (laughs) real has one now, I feel like, because you can't exercise anywhere. So I ordered it in October after going back and forth. And then I got it December 28th. So it took a while. And now they're super back ordered. Uh, but it's, it, you know, I, I like, I've always loved spin. And so for me, these uh, structure, instructors are great. Um, and it's well, something. With any time of the day, right? Like you don't have to wait. You don't have to go to your spin class. You don't have to wait for the person you like. Like you can just do it anytime. You can just roll out of the bed and like literally get on your Peloton. And so it's just for me, I'm like, oh, I got to get on my Peloton. Like whenever I have a, something stressful, I'm like, when can I get on my Peloton and like take a class? You also, um, you have there, you can do strength training. You can do yoga, meditation, you know, obviously off the bike, but you get, you know, you can set up your mat. The screen is so nice. Um, anyway, I, it's an investment, but I was like, you know, I'm literally just working all the time and well, I don't think to... you do anything else. Do you? No, I don't, I don't. <laughs> like meetings <City> and that <laughs> it's like city council school committee. And then literally I have my Peloton now, like that's the fun. And so for anyone listening, if you do have a Peloton, you can follow me at some 210, hold me accountable. Oh my God. I, I sound like one of the instructors. But anyways, thumb two ten, and let's follow each other. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's you're like not. Don't follow me on TikTok, people. Follow me on my Peloton app. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we have some updates. 
Well, I'm, um, glad, I'm glad you're taking care of yourself. I'm glad. And thank you for making this confessional here on, on Women Are Here. <laughs> I had to share with um, everyone and just, you know, be out with it. But uh, anyway, we do have some, on a more serious note, we have some um, updates for you all, um, uh, for both of us. Um, and I know for residents, the vaccination rollout has been on everyone's minds. Um, and there's been a lot of article and coverages about this and it has been terrible to see how things have been um, unfolding and how um, the, the communication aspect and um, the, even the lack of information that we have is frustrating. So um, for me personally, with this entire system that's been set up, it's very clear that there's so many barriers that our residents face to scheduling vaccination appointments. Um, you know, this, the emphasis on that you know, really ignores folks with limited English proficiency, um, so many of our seniors, those who are hearing visually impaired, you know, those with fam who don't have family members nearby, uh, those who don't have internet, you know, the, the list goes on. And so, um, you know, I, th I think about my own mom, I'm like, she would not be able to do this on her own. Um, so, and so many aunties and uncles wouldn't. Um, and so the, the really need for having a culturally relevant system and uh, equitable support um, on the ground is so important. And so many of our residents don't have uh, access to private uh, transportation either. So, um, you know, we, we want to make sure um, our local public health infrastructure um, is, has the options to get, uh, to develop, uh, you know, options to get tested closer to home. Um, I know there's an order that um, Councilor Simmons and the housing committee uh, ha has on, and you can say more about that, Alana, um, about access for the seniors who live in affordable housing and so forth, and the work that's being done around that. Um, but it has been frustrating to, to know that now the, the state's saying, you know, here's the, the current promise of 100 doses per week per uh, local health department, uh, which is insufficient, um, of course. Uh, and the, the, the questions the council's gotten relate to, you know, why don't we have a site in Cambridge? Uh, when's our regional site coming? And so we understand there's a lot of questions and um, we need to have some answers. Yeah, it's been really frustrating. I mean, I know you have been, your office have been fielding a whole lot of calls. I've gotten a lot of calls and emails and um, I've spoken to a lot of our seniors this week. I think, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> thinking about, folks who are 75 and older, you know, needing access to a car, the internet and the capability and ability to move around and navigate a really difficult site. I mean, I don't know how much you've oh, tooled around. So hard. It's so hard. And it's just, um, I, I have to imagine that at some point over the past couple of months, somebody in some meeting must have said like, this this is gonna be a really hard thing for people who are 75 plus who don't have family members that can help navigate through this process. And should we have a call line or how should we do this? And yeah, it's been, it's been really frustrating for so many of our residents and it's just been, it's been really hard, I think, to be on the front lines of this and not have any answers. You know, I think people call us for answers and that's been the really hard part is saying like, this, this is really the state is, is responsible yeah. for the rollout and we're really sorry that there isn't a Cambridge site but that wasn't our choice it's not like we didn't want one here 
Right. We've tried and we are trying. We are trying. And I know our public health department is working so hard um, in trying to get, um, you know, different sites set up and plan. And it's just, you know, with a really uneven rollout and un there's a lot of uncertainty around the number of vaccines that will come and it's just hard to plan. And so I'm, I'm hoping that Monday night there will be um, some a presentation by the city manager and the team around, you know, vaccination, the reality, what we can expect. I think really what residents are looking for is information and communication. And that's where I think, you know, the city council having all of the information that they need um, directly from the city manager and the public health department so that we can disseminate out to our folks. Um, you know, I think it's easy to put information out on Twitter or Facebook, but really I know you, you and the other eight of us are getting those phone calls from people and that's really where the information transactions need to be happening that and you know that really good um quality and rich information and communication so um yeah i mean <laughs> it's funny because we have COVID testing seven days a week and it's the i always say it's the envy of the commonwealth but you know the city can really purchase those tests and control how we organize those sites we just don't have any control or authority over those vaccine purchases or the distribution by the state's va the vaccine advisory group. So this is really in the state's hands right now. And unfortunately, what we're seeing is that that it's just really difficult to navigate right now. Um, but like you said, the city is continuing to work with the state and I'm hoping that there will be some real communication that com continues to come out for our residents. So everybody's on the same page. So, um, you know, just as Right now, we the state is um, just vaccinating uh, people who are over 75. So this is the first priority in phase two. And so that's really limited. So the appointments that are being taken right now, they're only available based on supply from the government. But you can go on to www.mass.gov slash COVID vaccine map. And you can, you know, you can see where the sites are located and you can, you know, they're kind of, they're all over the state, but you know, a lot of them do require a car. Um, Fenway Park, I think, is opening today or tomorrow. Definitely by this weekend, it'll be open for Monday. And they are, you know, that's the one I think that is closest to us that is um, taking appointments. It's just hard to imagine a bunch of our 75-year-old plus residents, you know, waiting in line for any significant period of time at any of those, those places. So if you can't make an appointment at this time, just keep continuing to check the state's website but it might take several weeks to get an appointment. So, and, and you can always reach out to yeah. someone or myself and we can help you um, either navigate the system or, or give you any information that you might need. We're, all, we're always around. Exactly. And I do know that um, the Cambridge Health Alliance is contacting and scheduling COVID vaccination, vaccinations um, for those um, you know, patients age 75 and older who receive their care. Uh, there. And um, you can also, um, if you're a CHA patient, go to my chart. There's a online portal. Um, and if you need help, uh, let us know. Um, and if you are a person age 75 or older and has a primary care um, doctor, you know, just make sure that, um, you know, you call them um, as well, if you don't receive a call. Uh, and that there's a hotline 617-665-1995. Um, and we've, you know, obviously posted this on social media and so forth, but wanted to say it here. And same goes for Mount Auburn Hospital. 
um, they're going to be making calls and send text messages to anyone with a primary care provider through them or Beth uh, Israelahi Health um, so that they can register for a vaccine. And they're going to have um, several clinics uh, in the community for patients, um, including one at the Marino Center on Mass Ave in Cambridge. So that's happening. Um, I love my, 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 my chart. I'm a Cambridge Health Alliance uh, patient. Same. Both of my kids are, and I just love that online system. It's so easy and um, the messaging gets done so quickly. So um, just a shout out for my chart. Um, Wait, so, what question? Where do you, where do you, where do your kids go? Um, the, they do go to the one on the Somerville, the Broadway Health Center in Somerville. Uh -huh. That's where their pediatrician is. I'm at the Windsor Street Health Clinic. Oh, my doctor's in Inman. So <laughs> we kind of are all over. I mean, right now. We, Great system. <laughs> <laughs> right now, we, we haven't been able to see um, my kid's pediatrician in so long. It's so sad. Um, she's not doing in-person appointments. But mm -hmm. anyway, um, okay. So we also have a COVID update. A total of 4,226 Cambridge residents have tested positive for COVID-19 since the coronavirus outbreak began. There are currently 898 active cases in Cambridge and there have been 114 confirmed COVID-19 deaths. There was one death um, yesterday. I was so sad to see that. I hate to see that number tick up um, because yeah. I know that there is a story and a loved one and a family member uh, behind each one of those numbers. And it, it's just so hard to grieve this way, like, because we don't right. know, we don't know anything about um, these residents who have passed away and you know, I, I follow that faces of COVID on, on Twitter. And I, I really do wish, I know that we can't, <laughs> we can't disseminate information like this, but I really do wish that every one of those numbers came with a story so that we could properly mourn them um, as this happens. But um, so that, that did unfortunately happen yesterday. We are at, at 114 confirmed COVID-19 deaths and we have had 2,369 recoveries in Cambridge as of January 28th. 28th, yesterday, 2021. Um, so that's the COVID update. That's what's happening. There's still testing happening seven days a week. So please, this coronavirus um, pandemic is still, still raging within our community. So please get tested and get tested often. I go to the church street usually, or I'm going to go Saturday. At, uh, oh, I think we're, we're meeting there tomorrow. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Going to get tested oh. together. <laughs> well, we have to share the story of what we both do. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Do we want people to know we're this paranoid? <laughs> maybe not. But essentially, it's like waiting for, you know, waiting to get results. Like, haven't heard. I'm worried, you know, back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. And we both go every week. And before the COVID test, it's always like, I'm not feeling great. Um, I'm sure it's going to come back that I'm positive. Um, and then if there's any delay at all, like if the test comes back like 13 hours later and not 12 hours later, we're like, oh my God, waiting for a call from public health. Um, something I've definitely tested negative every week. We do this, you guys. It's crazy. Every single week. Like someone, if someone just saw our text exchange, it would just be like, and then I'm, I was like, this week I was like, okay, which number called you? Cause I just had a missed call. <laughs> 
I know because I did have a, um, an abnormality in one of my tests recently and I got a call from the Department of Public Health and they just left a message that just says, please call us back. And I, I texted someone right away to be like, I knew it. <laughs> and um, so it turns out I just didn't swab my, uh, something was wrong with my soft swab. So I am. Um, <laughs> then you ended up like, getting a call you had a missed call and you were like what was the number that they that they called you from I'm sure that it, the health department just called anyways that is what that is what we do um no. every single week but go get tested <laughs> it's yeah, probably go get tested, go get tested. It's probably fun um and one thing that you and I did that we wanted to share was um there's been a lot of we get a lot of emails and it's all over social media sometimes about Comcast and people's annoyance with Comcast. We feel you. Um, and so you and I in December spoke to one of the representatives and said, what are you all doing with this data threshold? Um, and we really, you know, pushed on them to say, you know, get rid of it <laughs> um, or at the very least postpone it. Um, and, you know, I know many other residents did that too. Um, and we heard yesterday, and I think it was out publicly today, that um, they'll be postponing the effective date for um, the, the usage and, um, you know, customers won't be billed uh, until 2021. Um, and it also, they also said that they're not going to move forward with this type of building, billing for internet essentials customers and uh, the Internet Essentials Partnership Program uh, through the end of 2021. Um, so it's something, but we both, you know, are going to, I think, you know, you, Alana, you can say more about the, the stuff that uh, I think it's, is it Rep, it's Dave Rogers and Vargas are. Yeah, and Dave Vargas, yeah. They're, they're, they're pushing for this at the state level. Um, and so I'm, I'm sure that we will be supporting their work um, kind of at a higher level, but the conversations that we had with the, you know, the representatives that we deal with, are, you know, were really around like 1.2 terabyte does, it sounds like a lot, but, you know, with just for my family, with the four of us home all day on Zoom, the two, my two kids in school, my husband and I at work, like we get pretty close and, um, you know, I just think it's such a bad look in the middle of a pandemic when 30 over 30% of Cambridge residents have had um, a job-related financial impact. Um, you know, just, we just had our survey last week. Over 30% of people in Cambridge have lost wages over this pandemic. You know, for them to be doing this, this, this price increase at this time, when Cambridge only really has one provider, we really have a monopoly, that it's totally, um, it's outrageous. For them to be doing this at this time. So those were the conversations that we had with um, our representative. We will continue to push, but again, I know that our state level uh, representatives are working on this pretty, you know, at a pretty, at a higher level, you know, from, for the state. So uh, more on that, but that is definitely being pushed off until uh, the summer, at least. So that's what's happening with Comcast. Uh, <laughs> moving on, um, we have a meeting on Monday night, which is the first meeting for a couple of weeks. We've been, we had a, a, a holiday and then we had a round table last Monday. So this is the first meeting for two weeks. And I did notice that the agenda was, you know, close to 400 pages. So it's going to be kind of a long evening. Um, but we just want to call it a couple of things that are 
that came forward on the agenda that you might be interested in. So there is a citizen's petition on the agenda for Monday night. It's called the Missing Middle Zoning Petition, which was put forward by some residents that are members of A Better Cambridge alongside the Cambridge members of Sunrise Boston. Um, this, this missing middle housing zoning petition, according to them, is to allow car-free, three-story, multifamily housing in every neighborhood in Cambridge. And the reason for the petition, according to the proponents, is that ending exclusionary zoning will add housing options that are less expensive, promote more sustainable land use patterns, and start propping up and stop propping up the city's de facto system of residential segregation. Cities has been reevaluating their single family zoning districts from a racial justice lens, as well as a climate justice lens in cities like Minneapolis, Portland, Oregon, and most recently, Sacramento, California have voted to rezone their cities to allow for multifamily housing to be built in areas that were previously zoned for single family. Um, I know we've talked about citizens petitions before on this podcast, but just as a refresher, any 10 residents um, can sign a petition and put forward a zoning petition and the planning board and ordinance committee of the city council um, have to hear them. So Monday night, we are only, the only option we have are to vote to move the petition in front of those two bodies. So um, that is what the action will be on Monday night. I'm sure that we will hear from a lot of people um, who are you know, on one side or another of this, this item. And um, we will have those continued conversations in the ordinance committee and then the planning board will do their work uh, alongside of that. And additionally, on this same topic, just uh, as a note, there will be a joint committee hearing of the neighborhood and long-term planning and, hou and housing committees to provide an opportunity for this discussion to take place. This was a result of Councillor Nolan putting that forward in December of last year. So that meeting's happening on uh, February 17th at two o'clock in the afternoon. I was really hoping for a nighttime meeting on this important topic for the many people who want to participate but work during the day, but I know it is getting really hard to schedule committee hearings. There are so many of them right now. Um, so that's one thing that is on the agenda for Monday night. And um, not to just <laughs> monopolize the time here, but there is a response. <laughs> <laughs> There's a response back um, from a policy order that we submitted before times uh, asking the city to partner with a local research institution to conduct a study that determines how many ride hail vehicles are on the roads before um, both on and off peak times and then determine their impacts on congestion and safety. So San Francisco did one of these studies and in that study they determined that 40% of all new traffic that they had seen on the roads was due to Ubers and Lyfts. So those ride hail services had, have always been promoted as a way to decrease traffic and car ownership, but based on this study that hasn't held out. Here in Cambridge in 2017, there were 6 million ride hail trips originated in Cambridge. And you know they're really not transparent about their data and they refused actually to comply with the San Francisco's request of how many ride hail cars were on the road. Um, so they went ahead and partnered with a research institution to, you know, get that data and information. So that was the order that we put forward was to see if the city could work with a local research institution to, you know, do this similar type of study so that we have a real idea of the impact of Ubers and Lyfts on the roads. It is funny to be getting um, this report back in the middle of the pandemic, given that I haven't, I haven't taken an Uber in <laughs> like 11 months, um, but it does. <laughs> it does seem like the city um, has made some real progress with MIT and their research staff um, in partnering and trying to put together what 
the outline of what a study would look like, what data would be collected, what would be needed from Uber and Lyft and what to do if they weren't complying with that. Um, so I was excited to see this on the agenda. I think it's an important um, topic still to be thinking about because at some point we will um, <laughs> head back out of this and um, we'll, uh, we'll be taking Ubers and Lyfts yet again in the future. So um, I was glad to see this on for Monday night. I look forward to the conversation on that. Um, there are a ton of other uh, policy orders and um, resolutions. There's a couple of people that are uh, retiring um, from the city. And so um, I know we had a we had a really nice retirement go go away send off for Lisa Peterson, who's our deputy city manager, who is retiring. Um, and we you put in a nice resolution for her uh, on Monday night, so I look forward to that. Yeah, well, it was a nice little send off last night. Well, we'll yeah, so we'll um we'll have a well, it's going to be a long meeting Monday night. <laughs> a long meeting. Uh, Oh, go ahead. What I was going to say is we can uh, recap some of the, the more um, salient topics next week yeah. uh, when we come back and do this podcast. Oh, the other thing I wanted to say before I, I don't, I don't want to forget, I definitely had a note, is that um, another person that is retiring is our beloved Susan Fleischman from CCTV, who yeah. um, I'm so, I'm so happy for her. I keep saying I'm so happy for you, <laughs> but I'm sad for us that we, um, you know, just personally, for the last three years, um, she has really, when you and I decided to do this podcast, she jumped right up and said, yes, I will help you. I've never done a podcast before, but um, I, I definitely want, you know, more and different and better ways to get information out to the community. So she um, is retiring and- um, I know she's not going anywhere. She'll still be here, but in Cambridge, but you know, she's been such a, she's been, you've been amazing, so. We're going to miss you, Susan. We're going to miss you, Susan. We know you'll be around and uh, don't be a stranger. I was said, um, I did a little video uh, for her this morning. And, it, you know, I really, I know once she's taken her six months to enjoy with her grandchildren, <laughs> she's going to be back in, um, in some way, in some form, giving back because her yeah. life has been about service to the community. I got to send that video. I was like, I should shower before I do that video. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> you should just send it with that picture that you have on, on Zoom that like is from four years ago. <laughs> I know, right? I love our from Zoom my... pictures, by the way. <laughs> I know they're not from this time. I think when like I stop video, people are like, oh gosh. Oh, God. oh I know. Same. Where the people are like, who? That's not the same person. I have to say sorry. I'm like, oh my god. Um, so we have some exciting news. We um, this is going to be doing our fourth annual uh, Warm Hearts for Warm Feet Drive, partnering with Casper, uh, uh, with the goal of getting to 2,500 pair of socks. Uh, the drop off locations will be at the Cambridge side, outside of Olympia uh, Sports, which sells wool socks. Uh, Hilton's Tent City, where you can get a 20% discount. Um, and there will be bins at 300 Tech Square in uh, the Caspar bins um, and at the uh, Cambridge uh, Police Department on 6th Street. And, um, you know, Julia from Caspar, who we've both worked with for, on this for many years now, um, you know, has stated that, you know, one pair of wool socks may seem like a small thing, but it's so 
crucially important to a homeless neighbor living outdoors during the frigid winter months. And that one pair of socks is more than just a source uh, of warmth. And uh, each pair of the, the socks that a member of Casper's street outreach team hands out can also be a lifeline. Uh, so we, you know, we, we also have a uh, Amazon wish list that we'll be sharing for those who want to purchase uh, online and for those who are feeling safe going to stores and want to shop and support local. Um, and, you know, if you, you do go to Hilton's 10th city and central square. So what we wanted to share that, um, and you and my chief of staff, Alana, came up with a cute hashtag. Soulmates, hashtag soulmates. <laughs> it's going to be was great. I, was, it, was it you or Madeline? Madeline. She's shout out to Madeline. She has so many, but <laughs> she actually, there, she sent like 10 and that was the one we, we went with. They were all great. Um, so yeah, we will be um, doing a bunch of social media and, um, you know, providing the direct links to Amazon and um, giving some shout outs to our, our, our local uh, organization, uh, Hilton's Tent City that has par partnered with us now for four years, um, providing a 20% discount and putting a box in their store. So if you want to shop local, they're definitely the place to go. Um, we are trying to get to 2,500 pairs of wool socks this year. Um, and I have, for the past couple of years, gone out on the, the street outreach team, the first step van and helped to hand out socks. And I'm bummed that I won't be able to do it this year, but the team uh, at Caspar at First Up are incredible. Um, and they really do use these socks and, you know, water yeah. and other, other things to, you know, provide that, that first trust and lifeline. And it's, it's really the first step to get, you know, people into, to permanent housing. So uh, more on that later. And um, what else do we got going on? We've got um, emergency grants for Cambridge nonprofits. So to further support the Cambridge nonprofit community, uh, city manager DePasquale is submitting an appropriation to the city council uh, for us to approve a second round of emergency grants for Cambridge nonprofits to address Cambridge residents and needs. This uh, recommendation, which will be transmitted to the city council in February, um, is going to be in conjunction with some discussion that they had with the Community Benefits Advisory Committee and is fully supported by that committee. So um, this is a second round of grants. If you want more information or want to be notified when that grant is available, you can email communitybenefits at cambridgema.gov. So that's really exciting. Uh, I know a, a lot of our nonprofits have been doing incredible work in the community without a lot of uh, additional funding. So this will really help. Yeah, happy to approve that. We're, you know, we have to continue to help our nonprofits, businesses throughout this pandemic. It's far from over. So, um, other things we have Senate Park virtual open houses happening right now. Um, the city is planning to make repairs and some improvements to Senate Park, and uh, you can learn about the proposed improvements and speak with the project team. Um, uh, on Wednesday, February 3rd, uh, 11 to 1, and Thursday, February 4th, um, 5.30 to 7.30. And we can, if you would like to sign up, uh, you can go to cambridgema.gov slash cdd slash project slash parks slash Senate Park. Um, and we'll, we can tr um, tweet that out. But I love this park, so I'm going to, I have some recommendations, so. <laughs> You're going to go to the meeting? 
I'm going to have someone go to the meeting. <laughs> I was going to say, do you have time? <laughs> I do not have time. Um, but it's, a, it's like a park I grew up going to. So, you know. Yeah, I love that. And, I was like thinking, what could even be, I, what could be some improvements? Do, what are your, what are your, I want to know. Well, I'll share next week. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's, it's a secret. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want anybody to steal your idea. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Um, I think I wanted to tell people and I, I gave you this pro tip and you really appreciated it. Um, If you go, if you have the, if you have the Facebook, if you have Facebook Facebook on the internet, yeah, on the internet, you should go to settings. Okay. Get your phone out, go to settings, go to settings. And um, I've already forgotten how to do this. Go to settings and privacy. And then um, yeah, go to settings and then you're going to scroll all the way down. You're going to scroll all the way down to your Facebook information. Okay. In there, you're going to see a lot of things. You're going to go to off Facebook activity. That is going to be turned on for most people. You have to turn it off. We had to turn it off. Um, what this means is have you ever scrolled on Facebook and you're like, hmm, why is the Peloton being shown, you know, why are all these ads coming? And it's like, are they listening to me? Are they listening to me? Is this, I think they are listening, but what's happening because you ha- don't have this off, um, they're monitoring your off Facebook activity. So <laughs> my vote did not know this, sent it to so many people. I, I did it right when you, um, yeah. you sent me that video. Um, the, the lady that was in the video was so funny. She, she was even more animated than you about how outraged she was that Facebook monitors the, the offline. But yeah, like there are a lot of times where you will just be, you look up like how to, you know, flights to go visit your grandma and then you're on, you're on Facebook and there's an ad like flights to Orlando and you're like, how did they know? But of course, like I'm that lady who's like, they, they are listening to me, right? And I'm like, have my microphone off and the whole thing. But it turns out it was just a setting that I had on my Facebook, like a dummy. <laughs> Everyone, you were welcome, okay? This is what the mayor and vice mayor uh, can teach you. Uh, so yeah, settings, and then you should go to off Facebook activity and turn it off so you're not dealing with that nonsense. That's my questions. Uh, Sumble is going to be on um, Instagram live later, going through this whole thing and telling you how to turn it off. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that's all we have for this week. We hope you enjoy your weekend. We have a big meeting on Monday night, lots to talk about. So we'll definitely be back next week to let you know the, um, the outcome of all of it. We'll continue to keep you updated on um, any information we have around vaccines and sites and um, any Cambridge information that we have, we'll continue to share it here on uh, this podcast and on our socials. So you can follow me at A-M-M-A-L-L on, uh, sorry, I'm going to start over, at (laughs) A-M-M-A-L-L-O-N on Twitter. Um, And I usually post information there. And the best- what is my handle? It's Mayor Siddiqui. Yeah. Mayor Siddiqui. Yep. Yes. So, and, uh, so you can follow us. You can tweet at us. Uh, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for listening. Um, if you have any questions or if you want 
need any information, like we said, you can always email us um, at um, amallon at cambridgema.gov and Sambalos S. Siddiqui at cambridgema.gov or mayor at cambridgema.gov. So send us a note, tweet at us, message us, let us know what's on your mind, and um, we will see you next week. Bye. Take care. Bye, everyone.